Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 7 Super Sleuths in the Sugar Islands by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 1 A New Mystery Holidays at Red Cove were always great fun for the Super Sleuths. The twins, Zav and Zelly, their friends Milo, the Princess Rachenda and Hector, as well as their cousins Sam and Sophie, all loved the beach. We always have the best time here, sighed Zelly happily as she dug her toes into the warm, wet sand. And I love your sloop, Hector, she added, referring to his new boat. It had sails rather than oars and could fit them all comfortably in, which their old rowing boat, the Lucky Star, could not. Yes, it's brilliant, agreed Sam. The Lucky Star is a sturdy old vessel, but it's great to be able to go further out to sea and explore more islands. It's just great to have a holiday, said Hector with a grin. I love being a prince, but it's nice to be relaxed and not in the palace for a while. I agree, said his sister, Princess Rachenda. They both found royal protocol hard and preferred to be with their friends, especially Hector, who until a few weeks ago had been a cabin boy on Captain Jet's ship. Learning to be a prince was hard work. I liked Coconut Island best, said Sophie thoughtfully. It was beautiful to see rows and rows of coconut palms cover the whole island. Yes, Coconut Island was fun, agreed Milo. Rafa was in heaven. The monkey, who was swinging by his tail from the nearest palm tree, chatted excitedly at the memory. He had had a wonderful time exploring Coconut Island, tree by tree. He loved going higher and higher to reach the coconuts, smiled Zav, stroking the monkey's fur. It was a good job none of us got hit by one, though, remarked Sam. We were so busy laughing at Rafa, we nearly got brained by the falling coconuts. And what would our parents have said if that had happened, groaned Zav. The sleuths all laughed as they remembered the advice that had been drummed into them since they were little. Never stand under a coconut palm. Come on, we'd better get back to the house, yawned Sophie, stretching luxuriously. Race you, suggested Zelly. The sleuths grinned. You're on, declared Zav. They all clambered onto their air surfers. Ready, set, go, shouted Milo. And they whooshed away down the beach, transported through the air by the air surfers. These inventions hovered above the ground, so you had to balance on them in order to travel. It had taken lots of practice, but the sleuths had all mastered them now and could whiz their way through the air effortlessly. Look! exclaimed Zav, who was looking out to sea. Nika the navigator's back! He pointed at a ship just sailing into Red Cove, the name the Challenger, painted proudly on its sleek sides. All aboard the Golden Sloop, cried Hector. Let's go and see what Nika's been up to. The sleuths clambered aboard and soon they were sailing to greet Nika. Ahoy there, cried the sleuths. Nika sauntered over to them as cool as ever with her long dreadlocks, bandana, bright gold earrings, her turquoise hummingbird tattoo gleaming on her skin. Her shirt was richly coloured and, as usual, she wore a sword buckled around her waist. Ahoy, me hearties, she called back warmly. 
What a coincidence! I was just coming to see you. She glanced around, lowering her voice. I have an update about the prophecy and how to get it translated. Brilliant! cried the children, their eyes lighting up. They had discovered an old prophecy, but it was written in an ancient language called Spanish, which had all but died out in Sanlandia. Fortunately, Nika had contacts she thought might be able to help translate the prophecy, and she had set off to find them. What have you found out, Nika? asked Sam, unable to contain his curiosity. We can't talk here, said Nika, looking about her alertly. She lowered her voice. I also have a new mystery for you. The sleuths shivered with excitement. Mysteries were what they loved even more than being on the beach. I will see you at Breezy Corner later, Nika said, referring to the name of their beach house. Aye, aye, Captain, the sleuths cried and saluted her smartly. The prophecy of the witches of Zazuma was about three children who could defeat the evil Prince Igor. One was Zeli, the other Hector, or Prince Axel as he had been called when he was a baby, but the third child was a mystery. All they knew was that the third person was a girl. They rushed back to Breezy Corner, their curiosity alight. Later, Nika arrived as promised, and they settled down in hammocks on the veranda to hear her news. I have found someone who can translate the prophecy from Spanish, she declared, getting straight to the point. The sleuths leaned forward. Her name is Lara Merrivale. There was a pause. Lara Merrivale, repeated Zelly. I feel like I've heard the name Merrivale before, but I can't place it, Milo said, frowning. Who is she? asked Sophie. Lara and her brother Marmaduke are the children of Captain Octavio Merrivale of the ship named The Redoubtable, explained Nika. The Captain Merrivale who rounded the White Cape on the Great Voyage, cried Hector excitedly. I've heard of him. He was a brave man, a legend to us sailors. The very same, confirmed Nika. Tragically, he and his wife were killed in a hurricane, so Lara and Marmaduke have had to make their own way in the world. The sleuths thought about this. They must be amazing people to have grown up without parents, thought Sophie. Their mother was Spanish, which is why Lara and Marmaduke can speak the language, Nika continued. Lara in particular has a talent for languages generally, so she will be very helpful. Do you think we can trust her with the prophecy? asked Zav. It's top secret after all, added Sam. Yes, I think so, Nika replied. All the old salts and sailors trust Lara and Marmaduke. They have a reputation for loyalty. Plus, I've known them nearly all their lives and all the navigators love them. The sleuths nodded. They trusted Nika entirely. If she said the Merrivilles were to be trusted, then the sleuths would believe her. But you must meet Lara first and make up your own minds. Nika continued. Trust your instincts. And there's something else. I've told them all about you, and they wondered if you wanted to join forces. The children raised their eyebrows in surprise. Nika leaned towards them, lowering her voice. Lara and Marmaduke have heard about your adventures and would like your help finding some sunken treasure, she murmured. 
The sleuths grinned in delighted surprise. Sunken treasure was just the kind of thing they loved searching for. I should say so, exclaimed Sam. If we have to go and see them for Lara to translate the prophecy, we may as well throw in some sunken treasure. We'd love to help, agreed Zelly. Where is the treasure? asked Milo. Are there any clues? They're pretty sure it's in the seas off the Sugar Islands. Smuggler's Bay is the most likely place, Nika replied. Cool, said Sam. I've always wanted to go to the Sugar Islands, said Milo, his eyes shining with excitement. Pa's always said it's one of his favourite places. Milo's father was Captain Jet Wheeler, who spent most of his time sailing the seas, trading and exploring. You're going to love it there, smiled Nika. And she looked at Hector, who had been there many times before when he was a cabin boy on the Golden Ram. Don't tell them exactly why, Your Highness, she added, grinning. I won't, laughed Hector, but you will definitely love it. And Port Royal, the capital of the islands, is steeped in history. He paused. Sadly, Richenda and I won't be able to go with you this time. Oh no, cried Sophie. How come? demanded Zav. It's just too far away when there's so much to be done, said Hector. Plus, Richenda and I have an important job to do. He paused, looking serious. We're going to set up a force to fight Prince Igor. The sleuths all gasped. The day is coming when there will be another fight and we need to be ready, Hector continued, looking every inch the prince he had only recently found out he was. The others nodded. Prince Igor was not the kind of villain to skulk in the shadows or disappear quietly. He was sure to be amassing followers again and plotting his next attempt to seize the throne. I have asked King Lucio to let us start a seaborne force, the Mariners, Hector added. There's much work to be done organising that, training the Mariners up and so on. I'm also looking at starting up a land-based force, the Terrors. The sleuth sat in an awed silence. Wow, they were all thinking, Hector really was a prince. That sounds like an excellent plan, declared Nika. Just what we need. After all, freedom must be protected. It's what those who came before us gave their lives for, after all. Everyone nodded in agreement. There had been dreadful wars in the old times, and those who had made it safely to Sandlandia to start their lives afresh had sworn they would never again let evil dominate or hatred rule over them. I'll ask for some volunteers from my crew to get you started with the Mariners, Nika added. As we're going home to the Sugar Islands, I can easily pick up more crew again. Thank you, Nika, said Hector. Their skills and honesty will be extremely useful. We're going to work alongside the searchers and use their intelligence. Igor and his cronies have eyes and ears everywhere, so, sadly, we must do the same. Now on to the next piece of business, said Nika briskly. I have a letter for you from the Sugar Islands, from the Governor, Jacoby Jones himself. Here it is, she added, presenting a piece of parchment to the children with a flourish. Before I hand it over, you should know a few things. This letter was sent home by a Spanish nobleman from the old times. It details treasure being sent out for his daughter's wedding. This letter is a translation from Spanish. As I told you, Lara can read this language, so she can definitely help you. However, Nika paused, looking grave. I must give you a very serious warning. The town of Port Royal is not safe. You must take care 
And if you do come with me, you must be on your guard. Is it like Redport? asked Sam. Much rougher, so you must stay together and keep your eyes and ears peeled, replied Nika. Pirates roam freely, and there are plenty of dodgy deals and nefarious doings a-going on. The sleuths nodded. They were used to danger, but they always listened when Nika gave them advice. When we aren't staying on board ship, you can stay at Japanga, where the navigators live, Nika added. The children's eyes shone with excitement. They'd always longed to see Nika and her navigators hide out. You'll love it there, she grinned. Japanga is a hidden town, and its location is top secret. Sounds like it needs to be to keep those pesky pirates out, observed Milo, and they all laughed. After much hustle and bustle, all was arranged for Zelly, Zav, Milo, Sam and Sophie's journey to the Sugar Islands. Nika had unloaded one cargo from her ship, the Challenger, and loaded another. The sleuths had brought inventions to help with their pursuit of the prophecy. Zelly and Zav's father, Professor Raoul Sinclair, was an inventor, and along with his elder son, Albie, he had brought many ingenious inventions to life. He had created cool boxes to keep food fresh, as well as their talker listeners for communication, illuminators so they could see in the dark, as well as the air surfers they had such fun with at the beach. Pa's also working on a device for the searchers called a capture ray, said Zav. As Sandopolis's intelligence force, the searchers needed Professor Sinclair's technology to help them catch the pirates who were always up to no good. A capture ray, Myla repeated. Sounds cool. What does it do? asked Richenda. It's a tractor beam that's strong enough to pull other ships towards it so they can't escape, Zav explained. Amazing, declared Sam. It would certainly be useful against pirates, grinned Sophie. Something to look in for for my mariners, added Hector. Right, me hearties, said Nika. It's time to say your goodbyes. We need to set sail for the Sugar Islands. Carry on sleuthing here while we're gone, Sam said to Hector and Richenda. The Black Cross gang are sure to be up to no good. Good luck with setting up the mariners, said Milo. We'll keep in touch by talk a listener, Hector reassured them. Bon voyage, cried Richenda waving to them as they boarded the Challenger, ready for another adventure. As the sleuths waved from the deck, Zelly frowned a little. She was worried. She knew that she was part of the prophecy and had a part to play, but she felt like she didn't really know what to do. Should she be going off on an adventure to the Sugar Islands, or should she stay here in Sandopolis? Should she be helping Hector as they were both in the prophecy? Or was the right thing to do to go and find Lara Merryville and get the prophecy translated so they could find the final girl. As these questions flurried around her mind, a beautiful parrot came zooming out of the blue and landed on her shoulder. Paula! Zelly cried, recognising her Aunt Delphina's parrot immediately. What are you doing here? Pursue the prophecy! Paula chirped, her bright eyes gazing into Zelly's. Find the girl. This is your task. Focus on it. And with that, she flew away and disappeared into the cloudless sky. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 2, Port Royal and Jacoby Jones. Help spread the word about the Super Sleuths and their adventures by telling your friends and leaving us a review.
See you next time.